How would you like to feel loved, stop fighting, and get your needs met with an unreserved yes? Can you imagine how excited you would be to come home to that kind of loving relationship every day? With just three daily practices that you can learn right here, you'll be able to keep such a loving excitement sizzling long after the honeymoon stage. And with such controls in your hands, you can feel secure that your X's and O's will never again become X's and woes. Now here's your host, Cheryl Herbst, the world's simplest relationship strategist. Hello, everyone. Today you'll be listening to the second half of my interview with Mr. Frank Mancini. Frank has been sharing some really interesting statistics with us. And since I family interview with him to just be too interesting to cut short, I broke it into two parts. So if you have yet to listen to part one, please stop and go back and download episode seven before continuing. So Frank, continuing with our discussion, why don't you refresh us on where we left off? So number one, the first thing is to make sure you make the other person feel loved. Then number two is to make sure that you align your needs with your partner's values. With your partner's values. And then number three. Unresolved fighting. And that it's coming from defenses. You're not talking to your partner safely snuggled behind the wall of their defense. You're talking to the wall. And therefore, it ends with each person pulling their hair out and going, grow up. Well, when you get to that grow up point, that's because you're you're not talking to your partner. You're talking to their wall of defense that was probably created way back in the developmental years. So far back that they don't really even Right. Know. So number three, it's about eliminating that friction or that bickering. That or causes that, you to feel drained, right. unseen, and unheard. Which So number three, how do you eliminate that? What I do in the number three, the fighting, is I train people on the five developmental stages. If we understand that there's five stages of development, each one has a trauma that's specific to that stage because we're going through a particular development at that stage. If that trauma is triggered during that stage, the child will automatically create a defense. A defense keeps them safe. And that defense is very valuable to them during that stage. So that's why we are defensive. However, we don't leave those defenses in our childhood. They're carried with us into our adulthood where they start to wreak havoc with our relationships. But the problem is we don't realize that we're responding with a defense that was created very long ago. So we, we say you're pushing my buttons. And our solution to that is we tell the other person not to do things or say things that push our buttons instead of understanding that we're having our buttons pushed and that's solvable. So what's, what's the action that you take on that? I explain the five developmental stages and I explain the traumas. I explain the defense. Then there are simple tools that can be used to soothe the defense. I see. And then you go in, into each and every two. Right? Yes. Okay. So from what I stand, simplistically, I need to make the other partner, the other person feel loved, period. That's what and I need to do. why do you want to do that? Because... It's about the end objective. The objective is to have to be understood. So you, you open up. If you feel fully loved, if you, you feel listen. you fully loved, you don't shut down. You don't shut start down. Start creating distance between... You, you integrate. Partner, you, you connect. You stay in that sizzle. 
We want that new relationship. Yeah, we have that. Right. And number two is about aligning your needs with the value of your partner. And then the reason why you want to do that is because if your partner starts sacrificing their own selfish needs, eventually that's going to create a buildup of resentments. And resentments destroy relationships. So instead of sacrificing, you're aligning yourself so it's effortless. Exactly. So the other it's person willingness. will willing to do because it's part of their value system. And that's exactly what we want when we right. when we ask for our needs to be met. We want them to do it effortlessly and of course out the, of love. And of course, the silly question that I have is that if your needs are incompatible with the values of the other partner, that, of course, you got to find a different partner. Like, give me an example of what that would be. Well, I like to go to the theater, but my partner would never go to the theater, find the theater boring, so it's not part of that value system. Therefore, if that's really important to me, and I really want a partner that enjoys the theater, then I cannot compel them to my need because it's not within their values. Therefore, I need to find somebody else that is... Or you could find a value that is compelling to them. Okay, that's what I want to understand. (laughs) Okay, so let me understand that. Okay, well, let's think about it. What kind of values could another person have that you could align with your need to go to the theater with your partner? In other words, if you have a high value of wanting to share your experience with the person that you love the most and you happen to love theater and you happen to love your wife and you want the two of them to come together, but your wife isn't really interested. No, but this is way before that. I I think by that time, by the time you already have a wife, whether the theater is there or not, it's not important. I think what's really important is in the beginning, I have a high interest in theater. I don't want to go there. I really, I'm looking for somebody that appreciates that. Okay. So let's say I meet somebody and I take him to the theater and they're like, you know what? I don't like it. Next time, don't call me. I don't want to be there. So what happens then? How do you stimulate a need? So my question is, what is the values of your partner that you could link that need to? Your need is to share the things you love with a person that you care about. What values can another person have that they would be willing to go to the theater with you even though theater is not necessarily their primary interest. I see. Okay, so an example would be, let's say the partner, the fictitious partner, likes George Clooney, and I find a play George Clooney is in, and then it could be a compromise. I'm trying to understand the... compromise. It's meeting your partner's value. You want to inspire your partner to want to do something that you want them to do. Right. You know what I'm going with this. So I'm trying to understand the context. So now I believe I understand because the first one was really clear. When I look at number two, it, there's more nuances. It's, it's, it's not more, as clear. It's it's a little more to grasp than right. just making your partner feel fully loved. Right. And that's why it's important that it's, it's brought down into simple terms and it's explained simply. It requires coaching because when people try to do everything on their own, it they don't execute the same way that the teacher is thinking that they're communicating right. it. And no matter how simple we explain things, every person is going to hear it differently because we all have filters that we run communication through. So we have to learn to execute accurately. 
And that takes a little coaching. Well, lack of execution is one of the primary forms of self-sabotage. So the coaching side of it has to get at the root causes of why Why you're not doing it. One of the reasons why I think people don't execute good relationship strategies is because they don't have a good strategy. They don't know what the best practices are, so they just throw out a whole lot of things like shotgun, and they hope something sticks. We need something simple, and we need something that works for everybody. Right, and as you know, execution, it's It's a a learning learning. process. Even if you try to do a hobby or or learn a skill set that you could take to a job, everything takes a little time to learn how to execute. I'm not saying just do it any way you want is going to work. You know, there's a skill set behind it. There's a way to learn to communicate and it takes a little practice. The more you practice, the better you'll get. And the better you get, the more successful your relationships will be. And it's a, it's a place to start and it's a guide and it's a guide that we, we have to go execute and you have to keep trying it. Until you get it to work for but, you. But we do lack that guide in today's society. There's and no that's place. That's what my book and what my strategy you know, is about. It's is giving people a guide that's simple right. and easy to execute. And all they have to do is just practice at it. I've known of people that have had like five, six divorces. I mean, look at the amount of money they could have saved by reading your book, right? <laughs> look at the, I'm all for that. The, look at the I guidance, say. you know. But you the, know what? It doesn't the, seem the, to the heartache they would have, you know, yeah, just the going through that. they yeah. would have not gone through, the losses they would have not gone through. Right. And, and it doesn't even matter how much money they have. They could have all the resources in the world to go buy the best therapy out there. Look at the Murdochs or look at Brad and Angie. They have plenty of resources to go find the best solutions out there. I think we all have a finite emotional, that we have so much emotional capital in our lives that it's part of our knowledge, part of our education, and there's so much of it. And and if we waste it, or if we have a tendency of, or if we throw it around or disperse it, I think in the end we can be drained. How much pain can you go through? How much uh, how many disappointments do you, can you go through until you just can no longer do it, right? How much sacrifice can you endure before it enough is enough? How much better is the response of the people around us to give back positive feedback to us when we're making everybody around us feel loved? Because we bother to take the time to figure out what their love language is. And how much happier does that make our lives. You making your partner feel fully loved, you will eliminate all of the petty annoyances they have against you. By meeting your own needs through your partner's value system, you will eliminate all the resentments that your partner is building up with the old methodology of sacrificing. No matter how much you meet your needs through your partner's value system, and no matter how much you make your partner feel fully loved, you're still going to butt up against their defenses. And that's going to create unresolved fighting, which is going to lead to feeling drained and not being seen and heard. And that's going to break up your relationship anyway. When your curiosity is aroused instead of your own defense being triggered, then you say, oh, you're just being triggered by some old defense. Oh, gee, I wonder what that is. You got the education in your brain of the five developmental defenses 
that are created. And you say, oh, this sounds like you're being triggered by the nurturing defense. So how am I going to react to that? I see. Okay, I'm now we make okay very differently than if I just think you're being stupid and you need to grow up. Got it. If I'm feeling fully loved, if my partner is feeling fully loved, if my partner isn't building up resentments against me, and if my partner isn't triggering mine or me triggering their defenses, how much more peace, how much more love am I going to have in my relationship with my partner? So what we're trying to do here in, in my strategy is inspire desire. So to keep in mind the three daily practices at all times, to just have those as you, as the focus of the relation, eventually they become natural. They then have better choices that they can make. We learned this in our neuro-linguistic programming classes, that most people are doing the best they can with what they know at that moment in time. If they're being triggered, then it's probably a defense. If they understand their own defenses, they can let down their guards and deal with their defenses differently. And that opens the channels of communication. And also most people will choose pleasure and or they move away from pain or move move towards pleasure. So if I can give them a way to speak in such a way that it builds pleasure instead of pain, why would they not choose that? And I think that these three practices are the simplest ones I've discovered so far that get people results and will get anybody results. Okay, good, good. So how have you seen some of the people that you that you know get over some of some of their challenges by using your three practice within a relatively short period of time? If you go home today and figure out what your wife or your lover's primary love language is, and you start speaking that every single day to them, multiple times a day, how are they going to start looking at you? How are they going to start talking to you? You're going to get immediate results. And then tomorrow, if you say to yourself, I got this need, but let me stop and figure out what values my relationship has that I can link my need to. And now instead of going over there and manipulating through anger or guilting or whining or any other way that we manipulate people, instead you say, honey, and you actually end up showing your partner how they can get their value net by meeting your need. What kind of response do you think you're going to get? Much, much better. And how much, how much better is your relationship going to be tomorrow? Okay, then the third day comes by and you get into your normal routine fight over some thing that you guys have yet to resolve. And all of a sudden you stop and go, hmm, I wonder what's going on behind the scenes here. Gee, I wonder if my partner has trust trauma. Hmm, well, how can I handle that? And then you remember the tool to be used and you execute that. How much better is that fight going to end up? It's not even going to become a fight. So now how much better is your relationship well, now you in actually, four days? <laughs> well, you're actually helping each other. Exactly. You're actually, the, if both of you are doing it, you're both into it, not just one partner, how much even speedier will that be? So as your partner begins to see the new ways that you communicate in a way that actually works for the relationship, maybe they'll be drawn in and want to execute these practices themselves. Then you can start sharing with what you're learning and you know, get both of you on board. And how much closer do you think you're going to feel in a month? Much closer. And, and how much but more are you going to want to 
touch and love and care about each other in a month if you actually start doing these things. And I can see how this can contribute to not only alleviating, but also you know contributing towards resolving Repairing and repairing Maybe you can actually uses and, to repair and de- depressive states and depression in people. I mean, part of depression uh, that we were talking about earlier is people lack of understanding each other. This lack of connection, a connection that right. that people are no longer feeling that sense of unity and connection with other people because they don't know how to communicate in a way that works. Right, so this or, is definitely, or to right. feed that soil, nourish that soil that all those problems grow in. Then they get taken down by the problems. And then they get disappointed and full of pain, like what you were saying earlier. And then they want to disconnect. And now they don't want to have a lot of relationships because relationships are complicated. They're messy. They're dirty. They hurt. So if we can get over the hurt part of relationships, then we can be re-empowered to rediscover trust with other people. Because we're now in control instead of just being a victim to Mm -hmm. our haphazard way of communicating with other people. If we can nourish that core soil, well, then all the other issues in our relationships become so easy to resolve. Yeah. You know, they just become the weeds that are growing out of poorly nourished soil. And most of them will just disappear. Just daily practice of those most important communication Three things, just three things. And in wrapping up, I would like to say thank you for bringing to our attention just how important this is too, because if we don't do this, what's looming on the horizon is an epidemic in depression. How many depressions could be solved by just having better relationships with other people? True. And I can tell you the number. 70% are basically caused by behavioral inappropriate interactions and so forth. But 30% would be attributed to actual chemical imbalances of the brain and, and issues with the or you know neuroendocrinology. Hey, 70% and, and it's growing. <laughs> yeah, and, and men, especially men, we measured the epidemic of depression, not only of reported case, and and also there's a lot of underreporting. We measure it in, in the completion to suicide. That's how we measure. The, the suicide rate amongst men has increased greatly in the past 15 years. We could eliminate a lot of this, and we can have more trust to be more open and more vulnerable and authentic with other people if we can take charge and build relationships we want to be in instead of hoping and praying that they just cross our paths. You know, that's an old methodology that doesn't work. We now need a strategy that allows us to take charge and build the relationships of our dreams so we no longer have to hope and pray that our dreams come true. And then what I would do also is I would play as part of your podcast i would play you know all you need is love (laughs) i think that would be a great a great ending i think you hit the nail right on the head i thought about hypnotherapy i thought about the coaching side of it all of this but i never thought about using this simplistic three steps to really focus on their relationships without getting into the complexity of behavioral problems and hypnotherapy and cause and effect and all of that without getting into any of those details you offer somebody a way to really work on their relationship immediately 
And get immediate results. And get immediate results. And that's what's real. Right. You know, a PhD in relationships. Exactly. Without going in, and I, and I find that incredibly valuable for mankind because you give somebody the ability to not only be quick, but experience it right away, therefore giving them additional momentum and additional energy to continue on that path. Do you see what I'm saying? A lot of people want a solution, but then when they start working on that solution, and then they abandon it, and then they move to the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. time goes by by going down that path. You give concise, precise steps, and the only only way you're going to fail is non-compliance, if you don't follow the steps, period. Well, Frank... Let's wrap up the main point that you shared with us today, and it's that depression is actually looming on the horizon. People should be mindful of that, and they need to use those three daily practices because those three daily practices will keep them out of depression. So that's a wrap for today. If you're interested in learning more, please go to my website at afraidtolovegain.com. And if you would like to ask questions or share your stories with me, I would love to hear them. And you can do that through podcast at afraidtolovegain.com. And if you're interested in the book and getting all the information on the three practices right away, you can also get a free PDF copy on my website as well. So thank you for listening. And thank you, Frank, for thank you for having me sharing your wisdom with us. Uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you everybody next week. We thank you for tuning in to X's and O's, not X's and woes. We know you have many options. So we promise this podcast series to be a good investment in you. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe. We're also eager to hear how well you liked it. So please rate and review us on whichever channel you use. Remember, the goal is for you to feel safe so you can open up to love again and know that you can keep it glowing for decades to come. It is possible and you can do it. You're not alone. So let's do this thing and do it together. We'll see you next time.